The following is a fourth-hand production. The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas, even the alien crashes. This week we take on the Aurora, Texas UFO incident of 1897. Fact or fiction we will get to the bottom of it, and by that I mean make outlandish claims facts be damned. So just sit back and get ready for your weekly dose of Hysteria 51. Deep in the heart of Texas Deep in the heart of Texas I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast whose exes don't all live in Texas, but most of our arrest warrants do. Hysteria 51. Oh, contraire, John. Actually, I have a fun combo of some exes in Texas with arrest warrants. Little known fact. Uh, all my exes live in Texas like I'm George Strait. <laughs> Broadcasting <laughs> from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your conductor on this Paranormal Express, and my name is John Goforth. That other voice you heard is my co-conductor, the Casey Jones of this show, Mr. Brent Hand. Casey Jones, like the guy with the hockey mask, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, like the train conductor who crashed his train into a parked one. <laughs> It's cool, though. He saved the passengers. <laughs> ah, cool. He saved a bunch of people and was treated like a hero, just like I should be. Actually, he died a violent death. Casey Jones, climbed in a cabin. Casey Jones, orders in his hand. Casey Jones, leaning out the window, taking a trip to the promised land. Ha 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 ha, we all can hope. That other voice you just heard, the one with the metallic ring to it, is the third rail of this train wreck, Conspiracy Bot. Word. Seabot is a robot that Brent created with spare parts and a lack of common sense. (laughs) That's probably not debatable. He also chooses the show topics each week, which is also likely a mistake. With that duty, he is our head researcher, and most of that research comes using his 56K baud modem that is hooked up to the ENIAC at the Department of Defense. As you can guess, we're the foremost authorities on pretty much everything, and we never get anything wrong. Damn straight. More doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. (laughs) Yep. Dependable and timely facts, just like that one. Hey, you can't prove that isn't still true today. Hell, the last time I was the doctor, he told me I should switch to cools because he said they're better for me. You might need a new doctor. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not every day you can drop down to the 7-Eleven, go out back and find a doctor. So he he works for free. Does he also know conspiracy bot? (laughs) Good chance. I dig hobo docs. (laughs) He lives in a a box that I got some of conspiracy bots parts out of. (laughs) But other than that, that's that's the only connection. All right. All right. So I I guess that the the robot apple doesn't fall far from the Bud Light swilling tree. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) Seabot, tell us about the topic this week. Plugged in and powered up. It's the cranky conspiracy bot with tonight's topic. You're all idiots. 
Alright, time to print that bitch. Fingers crossed this isn't terrible. A lot of waiting for this. I don't know if Dot Matrix is the way to go. You have seen the price of laser ink these days? Fellas, this week we're back to some good old-fashioned alien excitement with the Aurora, Texas UFO incident. I like it. Old-fashioned like we're going back to our Hysteria 51 roots. Great job, Seabot. No, old-fashioned as in it happened in 1897, dumbass. Speaking of old fashions, why aren't you idiots talking about what we're drinking anymore? I don't know. I mean, it was getting old. Brent with the same old Bud Light each week. Yep, that's it. You know it. And then you have me. I mean, no one really gives a shit what I'm drinking. And then there's you who always... (laughs) <laughs> always has some awful concoction. It just wasn't really working anymore. Yeah, we're still here sitting here drinking. We just don't need to talk about it. It's like it's about everyone knows that you're an alcoholic. I want by everyone. I mean, my neighbors, because I hear you screaming <laughs> at the other toaster that I didn't use for your head. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you love me? <laughs> I see nothing humorous in this. That bitch stole my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you understand. You get the point, right, Seabot? Honestly, it was my favorite part of the show. You guys are boring. British announcer guy is okay, but we don't hear him enough. There are some days I wish I could ditch you two zeros and just do a show with him. Welcome in, friends, to another edition of British Announcer Guy and Conspiracy Bot, the only podcast with an announcer guy from Britain and a bot that talks about conspiracies. I'm your host, British Announcer Guy, and with me is the lovable louse with a lot on his mind, Conspiracy Bot. Seabot, how was your week? Pretty good. Did a lot of partying, poisoned Brent again, and met a robo chick. <laughs> well, that certainly sounds productive. Speaking of partying, just the other day I was walking down the... No one cares. Well, actually, I think you might like this one. So there I was, and I was... Shut up. I was in the underground, and you... Stop. I had just finished a full English breakfast. Shut up. Hawksmoor Guildhall really does have the best black pudding. Shut up. Do you even know what black pudding is? Robot. It's blood sausage. I like what I'm hearing. (laughs) It really is quite delightful. Go on. You see, they take the pig blood and mix it with oat groats. Do Do you know what a groat is? Well, it's sort of... Already bored again. Whoa, hear me out. Once they slice it, it's typically pan-fried, and then they get... Robot. Listen here, you balmy wanker. This is my show too, and I won't have you spoiling it with your naff music and slag insults. You've completely lost the plot. There he is. There's the guy I love. I need a drink. (sighs) Me too. We'll be back after this. That was just plain dumb though i do think i might listen to it it was dumb uh, what do you think in a new fourth hand production in the works <laughs> hey they work cheap <laughs> <laughs> bangers and mash and 40 weight i think we can <laughs> i think we can afford it <laughs> <laughs> nah i think it'd be too many upgrades to turn him into a host I'll just dial back his ambition a little bit, maybe like 19%. <laughs> Sounds about right. What about where I'm at, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me be your guide. Damn it. Oh, well, a robot can dream and plot and conspire. That doesn't sound promising, Brent, for your other vital organs. <laughs> anyway, it looks like Conspiracy Bot handed you the outline. What's on deck for the show? 
Well, as Seabot mentioned earlier, tonight we have the Aurora, Texas UFO incident, crash, uh, party, <laughs> however you want to call it, the UFO incident that happened in Aurora, Texas. So first, we're going to give the listeners at home a quick elevator pitch on what allegedly happened. Then we'll hit you with the history and mystery behind the close encounter. After a quick break, we'll look at the multiple investigations into this tale, evaluate whether it could have ever been one big hoax or not, and then finish up with our own theories. I'm bored again. I think I might need to unplug me anyway. Enough with this tomfoolery. Time to get with it. John, hit us with the Reader's Digest on what happened all those years ago in sunny Aurora, Texas. The Aurora, Texas UFO incident occurred on April 17th, 1897, when according to locals, a UFO smashed into a windmill belonging to Judge J.S. Proctor on a farm near Aurora, Texas. Proctor! 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 Where is Proctor? Eyewitnesses claimed that the incident resulted in a fatality from the crash, who an officer from a local army outpost described as a Martian. And, quote, not of this world. I'm sure that was in his army training. This is what a Venusian looks like. This is a Martian. This is someone from Idaho. Kill all on sight. And the alleged alien body is said to have been buried in an unmarked grave at the local cemetery. Reportedly, wreckage from the crash site was dumped into a nearby well located under the damaged windmill, while some ended up with the alien in his grave. Mr. Brawley Oates, who purchased Judge Proctor's property around 1935, cleared out the debris from the well in order to use it as a water source. He later developed an extremely severe case of rheumatoid arthritis. He claimed it to be the result of contaminated water from the wreckage dumped into the well. As a result, Oates sealed up the well with a concrete slab and placed an outbuilding atop the slab. What a simpler time for two reasons. Number one, the army says, yep. That's a Martian. All right. Throw it in a ditch. Literally like you, you going to do an autopsy. No, no, we're good. We're good. Just fucking cover that up with some dirt. And number two, if you told me that I had to write a story or, or a, a yarn, let's say of Aurora, Texas in the 1800s. And I had to come up with the lead character, Brawley Oates. <laughs> you couldn't get a more 1800s Texas name. But wouldn't Brawley Oates be standing in front of Judge J.S. Proctor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son, do you know what you're here for? Is it because of that Martian on down on my, my lawn? No, it's the goat you're fucking. <laughs> it was Tuesday and I signed up for it. <laughs> damn, those damn clampets down the road keep taking my name off the board. <laughs> They're high feeling taps, and I tell you, I'm not going to stand for it. I won the damn thing in bingo, fair and square. <laughs> they don't have bingo yet. They hadn't invented balls. <laughs> Pre-ball America. What an awful place. <laughs> so let's get into the history and mystery of this whole story. In 1896 and 97, across the entire United States, people started seeing cigar-shaped objects in the sky. No, Monica. Not that type of cigar. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Now, you're probably thinking, well, why does that matter? People see cigar-shaped objects all the time. Now, they say that it always seems to be saucer-shaped or cigar-shaped. Well, the Wright brothers didn't actually fly until December 17th in 1903. So, shit isn't flying through the sky very often. Well, let me ask a question here. They say cigar-shaped objects. Imagine a traditional flying saucer that we all think of today. Oh, like that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Conspiracy Bot. 
if you're seeing that and it's low enough and you're looking at it from the side or if it's tilted in a distance tilted in a distance wouldn't that also kind of look as a quote-unquote cigar shape it could it could and it would have to be pretty large for that too if it's from a distance and still look to have any sort of size yeah absolutely (laughs) it would have to be somewhat of a large cigar i did not have sexual relations with that woman (laughs) (laughs) he's on a roll tonight there you go things in the sky at that time should have been mind bottling bottling (laughs) thank you will ferrell i like that term i do too why because it's like my mind is trapped in a bottle bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i was reading the reports i think started in like late 1896 they started seeing in california sacramento that area And then it progressed through the country. There were reports all the way to Chicago, moved south through the Midwest, ending up over the course of like a year, year and a half in Texas. Now, the reason that that sticks out is they weren't communicating, you know, to one another and saying, all right, I'm going to Tuesday, I'm going to call and say, I saw a cigar shape. And then on Thursday, you see it like this shit. Chances are there was something in the fucking sky. There wasn't a ham radio. I wonder if that's what Alexander Graham Bell, that's how he sounded when he was talking. Uh, yeah, the first the first time he did, he's like, uh, Burger 190, you see any titties out there? <laughs> Show me your titty, please. That's the, that's the reason that he invented it. Like, he just wanted to see more tits. You learn and learn and learn from this show, friends. The only reason human beings as a species have went from living in caves to going to the moon is so that we can see tits. That is like, oh man, that guy's got a car. He sees a lot of tits. I need to build a rocket. And what you're asking yourself right now, what does that have to do with going to space? Well, if you've seen all the titties here on earth, <laughs> what's next? I want to see some alien titties, dead Martian titties. We've already talked about it. Like, like we don't know. Wait, we why, don't know. Why are they dead? Cause he died. The oh, Martian. This, well, this was a this was a dude. They yeah, always, but we don't know if the, the Martian men had he. big old titties or not. We don't know what he looked like. Oh, like bitch tits in Fight Club. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Oh, his name are is you, Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> so you're saying the alien looked like Meatloaf after the crash? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom! The Meatloaf. We want it now. The Meatloaf. Mom, the Meatloaf. Fuck! So early morning of April 17th, allegedly, is when this all went down. Let's let E.E. E. Hayden's article on the incident from the April 19th edition of the Dallas Morning News tell the story. At about 6 o'clock this morning, the wait, early wait, wait, risers... Wait, wait, wait. So the article is from the 19th. Yes. The incident happened on the 17th. And this is a direct quote. We actually, they have the microfiche of the original article. So what the, why would they say this morning? They know when it's going to get printed. They know it's not getting printed that day. Hey, this was the 1800s. They didn't have wherewithal. That wasn't invented. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough, but fair. Tough, but fair. The early risers of Aurora, Texas were astonished at the sudden appearance of an airship, which had been sailing across the country. It was traveling due north and much nearer to the earth than before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was making a speed of only 10 or 12 miles an hour and gradually settling towards the earth. It sailed over the public square, and when it reached the north part of town, it collided with the tower of Judge Proctor's windmill and went into pieces with a terrific explosion. Do you think that this is one of those situations where the aliens wanted to see some human titties? 
<laughs> so like they're on spring break like they got drunk driving low and like look in that window two miles an hour so everyone can see you <laughs> <laughs> spring break and mars so you know they're, they're they're cruising the entire north american continent becomes cancun mexico yeah right so it's scattered debris over several acres of ground, wrecking the windmill and water tank and destroying the judge's flower garden. Oh, fuck. They're my begonias. The pilot of the airship is supposed to have been the only one on board. And while his remains were badly disfigured, enough of the original had been picked up to show that it was not an inhabitant of this world. What percentage is that? Like if four, if we if we if we only had three percent, it could. It was just a penis. A human. How much of a body do you need? I'm going to say. 40 40 percent well you, boy you just went up tenfold 43 44 so if you only had 39 percent of a body i don't know what the fuck that is that could be anything that could be a ham bone <laughs> ham bone <laughs> which was my nickname in my old blues band what was the name of the blues band martian bodies dexy and the midnight runners <laughs> those, those fucking australians <laughs> i came on eileen anyway <laughs> Mr. T.J. Weems, the U.S. Army Signal Service Officer. And again, I want to tell you that I'm reading this exactly how it was written. Mr. T.J. Weems, the U.S. Army Signal Officer at this place and on astronomy, gives it his opinion that the pilot was a native of the planet Mars. Wait, wait. You know, a signal officer, that's a fancy way of saying the telegraph guy. Why the fuck is he the expert for the Army on astronomy? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Because he's, he's always looking up in the sky going, what have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1897. Yeah, it's like, I do that so often during mm-hmm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Papers found on his person, evidently with records of his travels, are written in some unknown hieroglyphics and cannot be deciphered. So at that time, wouldn't it be fair to say that a Texan in the army might have just been reading Spanish? This yeah, hieroglyphics. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this is. The ship was too badly wrecked to form any conclusion to its construction or its motive power. It was built of an unknown metal resembling somewhat of a mixture of aluminum and silver, and it must have weighed several tons. The town today is full of people who are viewing the wreckage and gathering specimens of strange metal from the debris. The pilot's funeral will take place tomorrow. There's the story from the paper. So what do you do with a craft that crashes in your town and you got a dead body that an official, now this is an official from the U.S. Army, says this is a Martian. You scrape up all the stuff you find, you bring it down to the cemetery, and you give them a good old Christian burial, which is exactly what they said they did. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. (laughs) (laughs) That was way funnier to me than it should have been. Thank you, Conspiracy Bob. A a good old-fashioned Christian burial. Why exactly because you had some gravestones sitting around that had crosses on them? They didn't uh, even use that. No, they didn't. They they gave them a rock and they and they carved a little a spacecraft onto it. Literally is what they did. This was Christian America. Everyone got a Christian burial or they burned you as a heretic. It's also important to remember what a, a newspaper reporter was back then. <laughs> they were called correspondents. So newspapers in small towns weren't actual like organizations for the most part. They were much more, I'm the local printer. I will take all of the news articles that my correspondents send me, put them onto one sheet, and then sell said sheet to the town. So anyone could post anything in the local newspaper. It's kind of like Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Only nobody's fact-checking. And they were scrambling a lot of times just to get enough stories to, to put print. it together. Yeah. Literally, if you go look at the newspaper from that day, 
this page that this story was on was one of like, I don't remember the exact number, 13 or 16 other reports of flying airships yeah. in the area. Yeah. Now, that either means there was a really high degree of activity going well, on. Well, but like we said, like this isn't just there, though. This was all over the nation at that time. I put a lot of credence into that, like because there wasn't Facebook, you know, where they're talking about it. Shit didn't go viral. I, my point is. Other than like polio. <laughs> <laughs> I got the pox. <laughs> my point is there wasn't exactly a lot of fact checking or sourcing no, or anything. Which that's separate. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. so. So you could take you could take a look at the overall. Yeah. Did this even happen or smaller things like we gave him a Christian burial. That's just something good to say. With that, every burial was a Christian burial. If they were going to bury someone, they had the preacher come out and he read him his last rites while he was dead. So I guess he didn't read him his last rites, but he entombed him into the ground and sent him on his merry way. That's what they did with the body. What about all the extra pieces? You fucking toss them in a well, nothing to worry about. Or you get a little trinkets, everyone. They said there was actually several tons of debris. Now, I'm sure a lot of that was said windmill that was inter <laughs> intertwined in the water tanks. Every report I read just said it was taken away. Doesn't say by who, doesn't say where. It, yeah. It, it was, and the assumption is it was the army, but. It, well, they took it. People took pieces. They threw a bunch of it in the well. The, yeah, the they little gave, pieces that were left. They threw in the well. Then they gave the the guy, the the dead body, a burial marker. They didn't give him a tombstone. They gave him a marker, and they went about their business. And the story at that point was mostly forgotten. Oh, you guys found a fucking UFO on a Martian? Forget it. Though that time in our history, yeah, I'd probably forget about it, too, because I'm worried about the crops growing enough to feed my family that winter. Right. I don't give a fuck about the guy that died, whether he was a Martian or not. So then you fast forward to 1935 and Brally Oates, who you had told us about before, purchases the property. Hey, I'm a fucking farmer. I just purchased this property. I need a well. He goes back to the old pump house. The old pump house. Windmills were used to pump water so you didn't have to use manpower. So he goes and he finds the well and oh shit, it's full of fucking debris. Ah, Martian debris, don't worry about it. Drag that shit out of there. And he literally takes all that scrap metal, tosses it out because he's got a perfectly good well. Drink that shit and go, 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 go. <laughs> Just goes to town on it. Oops, arthritis. Better than diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. And when we say rheumatoid arthritis, this is fucking crazy. You've got to look up, look up Browley Oats and look at this dude's hands. Now, I know that, you know, this happens to a lot of people. Unfortunately, he has boulders for hands. I mean, the the knuckles he has are so knotted. I mean, what do you think? You saw him. I sent him to you. It is crazy. It looks it's, like the worst case I've probably seen ever of uh, pictures of rheumatoid arthritis. Like, yeah. Think of if you don't know what rheumatoid arthritis is, it's a type of arthritis that severely inflames the joints. These are literally, I'm not joking, like some of his joints on his hand are as big as baseballs. It is just disturbing to see. No matter what, this dude had some issues. So the folks, the the, the believers in this story, and we're not saying we're not, the believers in this story point to that and go, see that mm -hmm. weird fucking alien technology in the water, look what it did. 
But this is 1935, and Brawley Oates is a, is a badass Tuxen. So he's like, ah, cap that bitch. So they just cap the well. I like to imagine him using his mangled hands yeah, and like, picking up that slab himself. Yeah. If you look at the slab, the slab's still there. And according to it, it was done in 1957. He's just out there with a trowel and a tear. Just like, oh, good. He, he covered that shit up. He's like, ah, no one else needs to fucking deal with this shit. I, I got the Martian-itis. <laughs> <laughs> what does that the, even mean? He got the Martianitis. I don't know. Rheumatoid arthritis. It's fine. It's, it, it is fucked up. Look at the pictures. I caught, I caught the Martianitis once. <laughs> Went to the doctor, got I've a shot. Got Martianitis. He's got Martianitis. <laughs> no. Oh, different. Different. I see. I see. All right. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to get in. We're going to get into the investigations into this story because as we've said, it kind of happened. And then everyone's like, yeah, that happened. Don't worry about it. And the town was just like, ah, move about your business. Nothing to see here. We're going to get into that. when We come back on hysteria 51. David and me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. Hysteria Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow. redeem 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 how do they do it rush your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosetta stone.com slash today do it today 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back into the UFO crash of Aurora, Texas. What was Conspiracy about doing right before the break? With the cow and the... <laughs> he's making dinner. Don't judge me, fools. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, actually, he's probably making himself a drink. Yeah, no shit. I like my milk from the tap. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to fast forward again. So we'd already fast forwarded to 1935. Then we were in 1957 when Mr. Oates capped the well. We're going forward again to 1973. <laughs> we're starting the investigations into this story. MUFON conducted investigations brent what is mufon mutual ufo network john never why heard is of it, it mutual because they share they're a network hence the in at the end nice <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> they got with a guy by the name of jim mars john why don't you tell everyone who jim mars and he's actually kind of pretty popular he's a martian right yeah yes actually they they decided he was from saturn oh no shit <laughs> they got an army drill sergeant so he was an expert this time <laughs> No, Jim Mars is a uh, a big time conspiracy theorist. Yeah, not like print hand level, but he's up there. But he, he yeah, he's yeah. he's approaching that level. He's certainly not a bot that focuses on conspiracies. Lick my sensor, Gofo. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like I was being sarcastic there? Uh-huh. Well, it definitely wasn't witty. But he he does. He he focuses on conspiracies. He wrote the. One of the preeminent books on UFOs called The Alien Agenda, I believe. Probably even more popular than that, though. Crossfire, which was all about the JFK assassination conspiracy. If you go back to our earlier episode where we even talked about that, Crossfire was the book that Oliver Stone based his film JFK on. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Depository. Depository. (laughs) 
they got with him, Mufon and Jim Mars, they started investigating and they used metal detectors. They outlined three pieces of metal that had been buried alongside the purported alien grave. Now, this isn't exactly an unmarked grave at this time because they had put a stone there and they'd carved a little UFO into it. Mars, on top of that, he seeks out locals still alive who had witnessed it. Now, this is now 73, we, so they're old, but they are still people. That's <laughs> There are still n- people. 90 years old or not, we still consider you a person. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Euthanasia, not here. Well, at least not yet. Um, <laughs> who knows in this presidency? Sorry. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. But you, you mentioned the marker that it has mm-hmm. a, a UFO on it. The marker they found, and I, I saw pictures of it, is only half of the marker. And so you can see half of a of what could be considered a cigar-shaped mm-hmm. drawing. It's really kind of a half oval with a couple circles inside of it. Mm-hmm. So if you took that image and mirrored it to the other side, yes, you would get something that appeared to be a cigar-shaped UFO. What you don't know is what the other side actually looked like. Yeah. And we don't know at all. Because now we'll get into the whole fucking thing's been stolen. The whole thing's gone, right. Yeah, so not just half of it, but the whole thing. They find this guy, Charlie Stevens, and at that time he's in his 80s, and he claims he vividly remembered his father traveling by horseback into town the day of the crash and reporting that he had observed the wreckage but no alien body. Now, that doesn't say that there was no alien body. He just never saw the body. I got to tell you, I don't trust him. Why? Two first names. I don't trust but It's anybody. a plural, so he gets by. He's okay in my book. Because If he was plural. Charlie Stevens. Fuck that guy. Charlie Stevens, A-OK. All right, I can I can go with that. All right, moving on. All right. The body was purportedly buried immediately after the crash and hence would not have been visible by the time Stevens' father would have arrived. Now, that's important because that actually contradicts the article originally, which said they were preparing the body the next day for a Christian burial. A little bit of a different story. And for those counting at home, that's the second time we've used the word purportedly in a very short amount of time. <laughs> Others said the entire thing had been a hoax administered by the town judge and that there had, in fact, been no windmill on the property in question at all. And that is something that's going to come into play. Like a lot of people use that. There was no fucking windmill. Right, right, right. And but I don't even need to get to the further evidence. I don't believe this, that it was a hoax perpetuated by the judge, because who the fuck's going to destroy their own flower garden? Strong. <laughs> Nobody, I tell you. Nobody. <laughs> That's a solid point. In that Texas heat? It's a dry heat. Uh-uh. <laughs> Side note, from an investigation that accompanied filming for an episode of History Channel's UFO Hunters program. So this this is a side note to this. During the investigation, the property formerly owned by Mr. Braliotes, they discovered an old windmill base right at the location of the contaminated well on the property. And that seems to conflict with the previous statement that no windmill had existed there. Metal samples were reportedly taken from the well also, which Mr. Oates complained had contaminated the water within an analysis of that water in 2008 only indicated a high concentration of aluminum in it. So no unobtainium. I mean, you don't want to be drinking aluminum. They said a a young Asian girl named Elisa was there going, no, that one's not right. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Awful. But it should be noted that holistic medicine folks, they believe that heavy metals can cause rheumatoid arthritis. Now, that's not a a Western medicine belief, but that's interesting as far as him getting his rheumatoid arthritis. has doesn't necessarily have anything to do with a ship being in there, though. And in 2008. They also found that there was 
what looked to be a windmill. Ba- there was a base of a structure there right. that dated back to that time. There was something. And they're not saying that a, a an alien craft crashed into it. Something was there. There was a windmill there, and there's and and there's a windmill, well, a pump house, something. There's a structure, yeah, and there's a well that's got a lot of heavy metals in it, right? So then, on December second of two thousand five, UFO Files first aired an episode related to this called Texas's Roswell. I like that title. That's fun. <laughs> it's a good marketing ploy, yeah, right? <laughs> the episode featured a nineteen seventy three investigation led by Bill Case, an aviation writer for the Dallas Time Herald, and the Texas State Director of MUFON. What's MUFON again, John? The Mutual UFO Network. That's right. So MUFON uncovered two eyewitnesses on the crash. Mary Evans, who was 15 at the time, and told of how her parents went to the crash site. They forbade her from going. And the discovery of the alien body. Charlie Stevens. I don't trust that motherfucker. There I'm you sorry. go. Who was at age 10, told how he saw the airship trailing smoke as it headed north toward aurora he wanted to see what happened but his father made him finish his chores later he told how his father went to town the next day and saw the wreckage blah 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 he rode horse if that isn't that a good sign of the times hey paul i just saw an airship keeping in mind that nothing is an airship at the <laughs> yeah. time. i just saw an airship with smoke trailing behind it and i think it crashed i'm gonna go check it out Milk that cow, you some bitch. I'm getting on Bessie. We're going to go see what that is. <laughs> Milk that cow or I'll get my reed, boy. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to get drunk later on Moonshine and get that reed anyway. <laughs> so Mufon then investigated the Aurora Cemetery, which this is, it would be awesome to find an alien ship. Find me an alien skull. Then we're talking, you Dan, know, Dan Aykroyd will. Well, and it might be Crystal. <laughs> it's like his skull vodka. So MUFON then investigated, like I said, the cemetery and uncovered a grave marker that appeared to show a flying saucer of some sorts, as well as readings from its metal detector. So MUFON asked for permission to exhume the body because this would change the course of human history and the cemetery association declined permission. Of course. (laughs) Makes solid choice there. Aurora Cemetery Coalition or whatever the hell you are. And keep in mind, we're not talking about one of these huge, big, beautiful, magnificent cemeteries like we talked about in our Resurrection Nothing like Mary that. Episode. Nothing when there's literally million-dollar mausoleums as far as the eye can see. This is a rock in the corner under a tree. <laughs> That's exactly it. You know? Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. <laughs> so after they investigated it, the marker mysteriously disappeared from the cemetery and a three-inch pipe was placed into the ground. Mufon's metal detector? No longer picked up metal readings from the grave, and it's presumed that the metal was removed. So it's kind of funny. They come in. Now, this is documented. They go in. They say, hey, we're getting readings. We've got a marker here. They petition the, the cemetery board. They say no. They go back. It's gone. And someone had disturbed. Someone had dug. Someone had went into the ground. What right. the fuck? Two things there. One, I don't understand how a pipe pipe is going to pull out metal mm-hmm. magically. But more importantly than that, what did we learn from the two episodes that we did on Oak Island? You can go searching for metal one day and get a reading, and the next day that reading isn't there. 
damn Oak Island, curse of Oak Island. <laughs> well, or, or maybe these, maybe these metal detectors aren't foolproof. That is true, though. This is not the first time that people have stated that, you know, the metal detectors were going off. And if there's a metal pipe there, why isn't it interfering with their metal detectors in and of itself? It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. <laughs> Too much science. Is that possible? <laughs> Mufon's reports eventually stated that the evidence was inconclusive. Perfect. But, but did not rule out the possibility of a hoax. The episode featured an interview with Mayor Brammer, who discussed the town's tragedy. And that's another name that we're going to get into in a little bit. The the former mayor at that time, the mayor. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> so then we, we fast forward to November 19th of 2008. UFO Hunters aired another television documentary regarding the Aurora incident titled First Contact. Space, the final frontier. No, Seabot, not that first contact. Though that isn't bad. Certainly not as bad as Star Trek Nemesis. Yuck. Yeah, no that shit, was, right? That, well, how could they end the entire series on that movie? Easily. The search for more money ran out, so <laughs> I'll continue in missing until it's no longer profitable. <laughs> it was right next to Spock. Yeah. The documentary featured one notable change the UFO file story. Tim Oates, grandson of Brally Oates, and the now owner of the property with the sealed well where the UFO wreckage was buried originally, allowed the investigators to unseal the well in order to examine it for possible debris like the metal they said they threw in there. Water was taken from the well, which tested normal, except for large amounts of aluminum, which we, of course, mentioned before. Holistic people, they're not happy. Not not happy at all. Heavy metal. Turn that music down! <laughs> so it was stated in the episode <laughs> that any large pieces of metal had been removed from the well by a past owner of the property. You know, this thing was so huge, it was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. We're going to need a dozer. <laughs> Further, the remains of the windmill base were found near the well site, which refuted Miss Pegasus statements from the 1979 Time Magazine article, which she said there was no fucking windmill on the property, though at that time she's an old fucking lady. She who knows? And that's truthful. When you're 80, 90 years old, some people, my wife's grandmother is 94 years old. She lives on her own. She still drives. She's sharp as a tack. There's people that are 75 years old and can't tie their shoes because they're no longer there. You never know how time's going to treat you. And unfortunately, though, I do feel like in a lot of these stories, when you hear the, the accounts that come from folks in their 80s plus, there are some unscrupulous folks out there yeah. that do their best to get the quotes they want. Yeah. Yeah. Out, out of out of older folks. So what you're saying is that you think you saw this. Oh, well, yeah. well I mean, no, but 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 there's a possibility. Well, I suppose. And, and then they just take. I guess there's a possibility. And then they play. There's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like leading a witness or badgering someone during an interrogation. You or know. sex. Exactly. Badger. Badger sex. Badger sex. <laughs> <laughs> an old woman having sex with a badger is that what you're talking about what what just happened here moving on so the, bot, that's your fault it's working the aurora cemetery was again examined although cemetery association still did not permit exhumation so no digging using ground penetrating radar and previous photos and why they had to use photos is everything's gone the pipe's gone the the marker's gone they actually right, so they got to figure out they don't even know where the fuck looking. this was right so they found uh, luckily there was tons of photos they can pinpoint where this was and like you said i mean literally in the corner by the tree it you're not talking about acres and acres yeah. so they find the place they use the radar and the radar is 
inconclusive. It They find things underneath there, and they said it could have been a grave of an unmarked body. It looked like it could be, but it was badly deteriorated, as you'd expect at a hundred and some years, you know, being there. So guess what? Don't know. They still didn't know. The curse of Oak Island. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it, conspiracy bot. <laughs> so Brent. Digging into the ground never really works out. It just doesn't. <laughs> but the consistency is there always could be a dead body. They didn't really dig into the ground once again here because, uh, hey, guess what? You want to change the course of human evolution and, and, and the thoughts of, of religion and science and everything and let us find the skull of said Martian? Now nah, we're good. We're good. No, you can't. You can't dig there. <laughs> but it's not even a marked grave. Now nah, we're good. Thanks. Move along. Nothing to see here. You looky loose. <laughs> Too many backhoes. We can't handle mm-hmm. it. So, Brent, that leads to the obvious question. Was this thing actually a damn hoax? That's the $24,000 question, John. Tell you who really is the biggest backer of it was a hoax. Me. (laughs) Of course. You never, he doesn't believe in anything. Of course not. I'm a nihilist. (laughs) (laughs) We learn something new every week. I had no idea. (laughs) I don't believe in nothing. So, Barbara Brammer, who we talked about, the former Aurora mayor, is. A whistleblower, I guess you could say. She she's the one who says this whole thing's a fucking hoax. Her research, which was featured as part of the UFO, this whole fucking thing is a hoax. Her research, which was featured as part of the UFO files episode on the incident, found that Aurora was a shit show leading up to the crash. What do we mean by shit show, John? Like what was going on? Well, first, the local cotton crop, which is a major industry there, is actually the the main source of town revenue, was destroyed by a boll weevil infestation. Damn boll weevils. John, if you ask him, he'll send you a picture of what a boll weevil in a foot infestation looks like. Okay, so I hate pictures <laughs> of of holes. Like if you if you take a there are these pictures on the Internet of like feet with just like thousands of holes in them. Thanks to Project Archivist. Oh, my God, it's disgusting. And uh, they posted a picture on their Facebook page of a foot that was, you know, had been subjected to too much water or whatever. And it's just covered in it looks like a bot fly infestation. So I will watch literally hundreds of hours of of horrible porn. No. no. Okay, sorry. Literally hundreds of scary movies not be bothered by them. I will even I've even seen some of the the grosser videos they they flash around on the internet like kind of like the old faces mm-hmm. of death stuff. Yeah. I'm like that's gross. Anyway, I'm moving on. Whenever you show me pictures of things with a bunch of holes in it, I fucking freak, man. I like it creeps me out. Pussy. And so you were telling me earlier that that's actually a thing. Yeah, triophobia means that holes bother you and by holes I mean wasp nests or Swiss cheese pictures of it. It's unsettling to a lot of people. To me, it's always unsettling when it's people. Yeah. Like it looks like, yeah. it, frankly, it looks like, like you said, bot flies or something yeah. like, like little things crawled under the skin. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I can't fucking handle it. We're, anyway. We got off on a tangent there because of his weird thing. Yeah. Look it up. Anyway, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> the cotton was destroyed by a boll weevil infestation. Bold strategy, cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. It and it didn't. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> Second, a fire on the town's west side claimed several buildings and lives. Uh-oh, where'd Betty go? I mean, in, in Aurora, Texas, which is, you know, yeah. a, a, a one-horse town, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. Shortly after the fire, a spotted fever epidemic hit the town, nearly wiping out the remaining citizens and placing the town under quarantine. That's got to be fun. Literally. Never trust the- a Texas town under quarantine. <laughs> I think that's a given. <laughs> Literally, the only reason people would leave their house 
was to go to said cemetery and bury the yeah. next person who died of spotted <laughs> fever. <laughs> bury him next to them. Well, no, the Martian one there yet. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy bot, edit that out later. Yeah. Finally, a planned railroad got within 27 miles of Aurora, and they were all stoked. Like, this was going to revitalize the town. Never made it. Make a sharp left here. Damn it! <laughs> no! Yeah. Damn you! <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> the entire town. So, in other words, Aurora, which at that time claimed nearly 3,000 residents at their peak, was boned and near death. Boned is the proper term there, I think. Which actually would be robust compared to Aurora now, I think. Yeah, right. Brammer's research also showed that Hayden was known in the town to be a bit of a jokester. And Hayden is the guy who wrote the article that, you know, this whole thing, the microfiche and everything. The reason we're telling this story. So she feels his article was a last ditch attempt to keep Aurora alive because they lost their revenue. They lost half the people. Half the fucking town was burnt down. We need something. Let's come up with a story. And everyone's talking about these cigars all over the nation. Well, guess what? The culmination of it was down here in Aurora, Texas. So we have a new guilty party now. Before it was the judge. Now it's the actual writer of the article. Well, well the judge is just the one that said, holy shit, my fucking windmill's on fire. Well, no, <laughs> This so guy wrote the people, story. Uh, earlier in the story, we learned that some people accused the judge of having... Never even having it. Yeah, which correct. we found out the least there was something there at correct. some point. Yeah, I guess we already debunked that. Yeah. So the theory was further supported by the fact that Hayden never performed any sort of follow-up on the story, not even a report on the alien's burial, because we remember we said he was going to be buried, that whole good Christian burial, nothing was done with it. Well, my- not even a mention. Well, I'm sorry. He might have been busy with the bull weevil infestation. <laughs> then in 1979, Time Magazine interviewed Etta Pugues, P-E-G-U-E-S, Pugues, P- Pegs, Pugues. I don't know how to say that. Who claimed that Hayden, Hayden had fabricated the entire story. She stated that he wrote it as a joke and to bring interest to Aurora. He said the railroad passed us and the town was dying. That's a believable statement as we we went into. And then she further claimed that Judge Proctor never operated a windmill on his property. A statement later, as we said, refuted as part of that UFO Hunters episode, which found the base of a windmill constructed around the area. The people that are believers in this entire incident fucking hate it when people reference this one gal because there are multiple other People that were quoted from the time saying, yes, they did see these things. And this is the one broad that's like, no, this isn't true. And then all of a sudden, the non-believers are like, here is our evidence. This is all yeah. we need. Fuck the rest of your evidence. And even if something did, or let's say something happened exactly how they're saying it. No, it didn't have to be a Martian or something like that. You're still going to have reported. She wasn't allowed to go. Maybe her parents said nothing happened. Like they were trying to protect her. Well, then that's what she's going to come back and say, just like the other guy who wasn't allowed to go, but he saw the explosion. Well, yeah, it did. The other thing is Jim Mars, who, you know, the JFK writer, he interviewed eyewitnesses who saw the whole crash and they said, Judge's windmill technically wasn't a windmill, but a three-story wooden water pump tower. Technically, she's right, and so is everyone else. Like, it wasn't exactly a windmill. It was a water pump. A lot of people used a spinner on a windmill as a water pump. Fuck that, bro. I don't like her. (laughs) We're getting Never trust a woman. Words to live by. (laughs) Well done. Well done. You you literally just alienated the six women that actually listen to this podcast. Thank you. They know they shouldn't be trusted. Like children, they'll turn on you. (laughs) 
Again, also, there's no grave. The headstone was stolen. When I say no grave, there's no grave site at this point in time. Who stole it? Looky loos, souvenir seekers. Did the aliens come back and get it? So this has got a lot of little dips and do's and, and shit. Dunkaroos? Like that. Yeah. It's all over the place. What do you think, John? Like, do you think this happened? Do you think something crashed? Was it a cigar shaped object with a Martian, which now let me repeat. U.S. Army verified Martian <laughs> crashed there and was buried, or is this an all hoax, or are the women right, or are the men right? Because <laughs> it seems like the women in this story say it wasn't real, and the men in this story are like, yeah, yeah, it happened. Well, I, I think I've learned a few things. First, we're not going to listen to anything that anyone with two first names said. Unless it's plural, then you got to choose your own adventure. Okay. Or or women said. But Never bef- trust a man with a firsty, firsty, girly, girly. <laughs> if their name's like Terry Samantha and it's a guy, he'll kill you in your sleep. I think that's so logical and refreshing. <laughs> it, it's probably the smartest thing you've said on this show. That's not saying much. <laughs> I agree. But uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, before I give you my thought... And before you give our listeners your thoughts. Oh, we got to go to Texas, don't we? We have to go to Texas. So we got a little treat for everyone here. We knew that we weren't the experts on this because we don't live in Texas. We're over here in the lower fourth, the dimension. Lower fourth dimension. So we went to get it from the, the quote unquote horse's mouth and we got the TX files. If you guys haven't heard of them, check them out. They're a fantastic podcast. They cover conspiracies and aliens and the like ghosts, paranormal and just, and just unusual. And. This is one of the episodes that they've done. They've done a whole piece on Obviously, Aurora. All of their stuff is based in Texas. So we copied it word for word. No, <laughs> we reached out to them and said, hey, why don't you let us interview you and tell us what you think happened? So they have a robot named Texas Spot. <laughs> not exactly. No, it goes what entire nation <laughs> over and over again. That's all it says. Conspiracy Bot, why don't you load up our interview with them? Here you go. All right. We are here. The nice gentleman of the Texas Files. The nice gentleman. <laughs> well, Brent, you said they were nice. I wasn't sure. Uh, let us know what you guys do. All right. Well, we do a, a show about the crazy history of Texas and how, uh, like, all the murders, the, the serial killers, aliens, ghosts. It's kind of the whole gambit of, you know, fucked up history that is around here. It's got a bunch of mess up stories. Yeah, but don't take us too seriously because I want to say – when there's quiet spots in the podcast, there's a lot of dick jokes going on. There's a lot of uh, poking fun at uh, people who aren't there to defend themselves. So uh, we have that's, a good that's time probably a better quality. Well, that's what we do too. You know, if they're not there to yeah. defend themselves, and you know, it makes me feel better. I have a low self esteem, and it's really the only way I can survive. John so, has high self esteem, but there's no reason for it, so it's weird. We should meet. Can, we should talk. I, I can relate to that. I can relate. <laughs> so, so you're low on facts and high on dick and fart jokes. It sounds like we'll get Absolutely. along. We're going to be the next president. Yeah, you are our direct competition, and we hate you now. And this is never airing. <laughs> <laughs> there could be only one. <laughs> there could only be Highlander. Uh, guys, we, we've been talking about uh, about the UFO incident in Aurora, but we wanted to hear it from the proverbial horse's mouth. 
tell us a little bit about the incident for, through the eyes of a Texan. You know, when you go to the Southwest, people kind of take ownership of Roswell and and Hysteria Fifty or Hysteria Fifty One and Area. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope they take ownership of Hysteria Fifty One, <laughs> right. uh, but of Area Fifty One and how important it is to them. Is the, is the, is a similar type of thing in Texas? Does no one give a shit? Yeah, do they have, someone... have like the Aurora Fest where everyone's dressed as aliens and shit down there? <laughs> yeah. Or how's it work? Uh, well, they're, they're... I'll, I'll go first because as as the uninitiated, such as myself, you know, Michael over there, he's pretty balls deep when it comes to you know aliens and stuff like that. But I had never heard of it before. And so he's uh, the Brent, you're the John on your show. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, the person that stays in the closet, doesn't talk to anybody, and just reads books. Like John in the closet. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like I until we did the uh, the episode on it, or actually whenever we started researching over it, I'd never heard of it before. And and Michael was like, Oh, we gotta cover that. And I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, so from someone who didn't really know, it's definitely not as popular as Roswell. Because if most people in Texas, if you mentioned Roswell, I'd probably say most people our age would get it. Yeah. Uh, but if you mentioned Aurora, I don't know. I could probably yeah. go to That is hilarious one to me because it was the exact same way here. I had brought up Aurora and we were talking about it. And John's like, you know what? Why don't we just do Aurora in like a, a bulk alien you know episode because i don't think there's enough there for a whole episode. aliens for like from the 1800s yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like and i was like Flying no things. man we've got to do a whole episode on that so yeah very similar especially um i only had heard of it fully from watching like history channel documentary yeah you know in high school and stuff and uh, i think i heard about it through that you know not too long ago maybe 15 years ago and uh and I was like, holy shit, there's like an alien buried in Texas somewhere and like a Masonic <laughs> cemetery. Like, how does the world not know this? This is vital information. Uh, <laughs> then we just kind of, you know, then I presented it to Michael when we uh, first formed the show and uh, we recorded it pretty early on, our episode on it. And it was just, uh, there was a whole lot more bullshit there than we kind of figured originally, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the stories, um, like the newspaper article, the infamous newspaper article, it kind of uh, jumped the whole story off right there. well it's so, 120 years later you're not gonna lot, get a lot of first hand no yeah uh, and like, there were some people that went back like jim mars went back and he talked to some of the this is like in the 70s where people were still alive but they're you know they're probably senile by then but they're still <laughs> Wait, talking is that about the, things is that the white-haired guy that's on every documentary about this yeah thing? he wears that like uh, indiana jones yes, yes. yeah he, he makes his living chill in the story Absolutely. Yeah, he, yeah he lives in texas some, i think he lives in fort worth <laughs> I feel like every good crazy person lives in Texas. Like, that's yeah, pretty, yeah. Uh, it's a home base. Well, don't any don't knock out that. Florida. There's some crazies down there too. Oh yeah, those are the oh, bad that's like crazy. Another sense, crazy. Good crazy kind of crazy. Here in Texas. I, that's I bad do best also eat you crazy. We're just like homophobic and have a lot of guns crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lived in Houston for a while, short while. Oh, right I can on. attest to that. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a new kind of crazy down there. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into our whole idea of what happened. What do you guys say? You guys are kind of the, our, our go-to the men on the scene, so to speak. You've done this before you live <laughs> there. What do you think really happened or didn't happen? What's your ideas on this whole thing? You know, I think me personally, I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, this is just some BS story that maybe there was some origins of something happening to a windmill. Perhaps the wind blew it down or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it began to get blown out of proportion and if I remember right, wasn't the author of the who wrote the article a bullshitter? Like he, yeah, he yeah. was yeah. like, uh, and he kept like attributing people's professions. Like he said, 
said like this guy is part of the admiral admiral or something is really just like the blacksmith in town and <laughs> like really exaggerate people's roles in the town well just as, as much as i want to believe uh, when, when we were done with this, when I was like, "All right, there's just way too many BS yeah. factors going off." Right you want to believe, but it just falls apart. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there was probably a little bit more to it than what Michael thinks, because uh, there was a whole bunch of airships of she, uh, around of the, eight, in the 19th of century. She Michael, don't judge me. And there was a lot of those kind of all around the country in California, uh, like early flying machines yeah. that you know were around. And I, I think will. it's possible maybe that or like a hot air balloon yeah. the more likely culprits than... Well, you do run uh, into, you, throughout history, if you look at some of the great mysteries from more than 100 years ago, we recently did uh, a couple episodes on Jack the Ripper, and it's the same yeah. thing. There is such a lack of information that all of all of the folks that are still looking at it and researching it to this day love playing fill in the blanks, or as Brent would like to say, their, uh, their game of Alien Mad Libs. All <laughs> <laughs> right, right, give me a noun. Give me a noun. Yeah, or right. a windmill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're so far removed from a time period, you you it's hard to go in with properly skeptical eyes and you view what you view you shape your opinion on and that's hard not to do i mean we do that we do that every fucking episode you know and well, uh, hold police, on hold on I, well, I, I mean john does that every episode i <laughs> i keep a skeptical eye out but you know that's the so, best part though that's just that's fucking life you know all right all right fellas putting you on the line each of you go was there an alien incident involving extraterrestrials? A windmill, a, a well, and a dead body. In Aurora, Texas. It's a lion, witch, and a wardrobe. A windmill, a well, <laughs> and a dead body. Narnia. A negative on that one. Yep. That's a double I'm negative. I agree with my uh, co-host, and I'm going to say a big no. All right. Well, uh, follow but up. It might have been like a something uh, that could be explained, like an early hot, like a hot air Riding balloon or a always. lamp or something like that. Because well, they were doing zeppelins around that time, I think we realized. When you say might have, that, that leads to my follow-up question. Do you believe that anything paranormal, supernatural, or other – worldly was going on. It might not have been an alien. Could have could have been a time traveler in a in a in a time travel you know? to Aurora, Texas. <laughs> it was me next Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Literally some poor guy went through a wormhole dry, right around his I think Cessna. I can answer this for him. That's a big fat no. <laughs> <laughs> the laughter like gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well guys, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to give us your opinion on this. Oh no, this is uh, fun. I was really hoping you were gonna be like, I've seen the motherfucker. He's t- <laughs> Awesome. I think it. My my great uncle yeah. <laughs> told me a story once about his grandfather. His name was, was Rufus. At- <laughs> yeah, and he was there. And we have an alien hand right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, is this the place where they have the Aurora Fest? Oh they yeah, they, have, they do have a, a UFO festival there every year. So that's and what I meant. Like everyone's in in their alien cosplay. We'll have to send conspiracy bot down there to check it out. Yeah, for us. I know they had like a, the dude last year from. Uh, uh, the, Travis Walton, you're a fire in the sky. Yeah, we just did an episode on him. Yeah, yeah, he was there last year. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think they they got postponed this year. It was supposed to be, I think, last weekend. Oh, uh, this yeah, I think it was supposed to be last weekend, but yeah. it got canceled. I think it moved to September. Now I, I will but, say, uh, um, it might yeah. be an awesome festival, and I'm taking nothing away from it. But the fact that Travis Walton was there, I mean, I think he could probably play my buddy's kid's three year old party. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> if you well, well, toss him a hundred bucks and promise him lunch, I was in Quinceanera. Well, Travis Walton was there. Like, whoa. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you very much. We we appreciate you being on. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. 
they're pretty big skeptics on this. So we got the ladies and TX files saying, nah, uh, I'm not, nah. I'm not in, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I think they're just uh, trying to get laid by Brammer, <laughs> the old mayor. She's dead now. Is Well, hey, we're all about exhuming bodies. Maybe that's one we can dig up. Ah! Okay. I, I, I uh, just, I can't. I can. So John, what's your opinion on this one? Given the amount of quotes about things that were flying through the air in the area at the time, given the the follow-up then years later with multiple people who really had no skin in the game, also saying that they saw things. I believe that something happened. I don't, however, believe that it was extraterrestrial. I think it was really easy to fill in the blanks, as we talked about before, with like Jack the Ripper. It's, it was so long ago that there's so many holes in the story that people can fill in the blanks. Holes, like in that foot. Okay, stop. <laughs> I can't even focus right now. You brought that up. There's so many holes in the story. One correspondent, quote unquote, wrote this thing, sent it in, and they printed it. I understand that there were a lot of reports back then of flying airships. I think a lot more likely, and this would be a conspiracy theory in its own right, a lot more likely that there actually were some flying airships that either the government or just random people were working on. Because at the time, while the Wright brothers had not flown at Kitty Hawk yet, there were plenty of patents submitted to the U.S. Patent Office for flying airships. Most of them were more balloon-based. Dirigible type. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But regardless, listen, what was it? Project Oxcart back in like the late 60s? Yeah, 67, uh, became the Blackbird, SR-71. Right, right. People for years were claiming to see that. They, they were calling it a UFO. It was an unidentified flying object. Yeah, UFO does not mean alien. Correct. It just means unidentified. We learned later that it was actually the U.S. government testing out this awesome plane. I think something like that happened and one of them crashed. Someone died and they took. So a, you're they, saying a SR-71 Blackbird hit his? Uh, no. In 1897. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. And someone someone was likely in said vehicle. It wasn't remote controlled. And they died. And someone came along and said, eh, I think that was a Martian. Mm -hmm. It's funny. They call it a Martian just because they couldn't think bigger than that. They didn't have telescopes looking to Alpha Centauri. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was this is from Mars. Or anyway, Zeta Reticuli, or Zeta if you're a fan of the Greys. That's where Glaxon's from. <laughs> Point being, I definitely think some interesting things happened. I don't think there was extraterrestrial activity in the area. I actually agree with you wholeheartedly on this one. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to believe with sightings all over the country that things or something wasn't going on. That was that one person. Was it a community of people? Probably not a community, probably not even one person. But like you said, there was there's airships, balloons, dirigibles, things like that was going on. If something did crash into that, they said they didn't even have a whole body. What if it was just a badly mangled body and they couldn't tell what it was? So they're like, eh, it's an alien. They don't even do an investigation. They bury the cocksucker right away in the local cemetery and move on about their business. I think that that probably I mean, did was, happen. If it was a little green man, they would have done more than just thrown I, it One hole. would think so. The thing was, if this did happen, which I think something did happen, then you've got the Haydon jumping on the story, writing it. I think it was a mixture of that, trying to get some, hey, we need some attention to the town. Look over here. Look over here. Yeah, trying to capitalize on it. So I think... Absolutely. Works really well. Yeah. Right. Now, was there debris? Probably. Probably a lot of it was that water pump station. Part of it might have been a basket or, or who knows. It could have had even metal framing. I, I don't know. 
most of the ships at that time, if they would have been in the air, were probably wooden. I like to, or I probably think that most of the debris was from the farm itself. But you throw that in the water and you start drinking it. Absolutely. Can you fuck yourself up? I don't know if it's going to give you rheumatoid arthritis, but this dude's knuckles are gnarled. Look up the picture of probably oats knuckles, man. It's kind of disturbing. So, I mean, it's not like holes all over the bottom of a foot disturbing. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't buy into, unfortunately, on this one. Pork chop sandwiches. (laughs) I think John and I agree with the the guys from TX Files. It is not exactly aliens, but I think something happened. And John does too. So yeah, chalk this one up to blowing something out of proportion in a time when air travel wasn't the norm. I guess. And a lot of cigars. A lot of cigars in the sky. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Just definitive rule of three, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so conspiracy bot, what do you think happened? What do you expect to happen when you have things flying around not controlled by computers? <laughs> so you're saying you would have never hit this windmill? Hell no. If I am going down, I am crashing into people. <laughs> Even better yet. <laughs> Higher body count. Brent, I, we reprogrammed him. Why is he getting so angry? No, I, I kind of get with him. I'm changing my side. I think I'm with him. <laughs> You're like, we do need computers. Now, maybe not snarky ones that play war games with the ENIAC computer, but, <laughs> but 1800s dirigibles. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're the best. All right, Hysteria Nation. You've heard our opinion. Give us yours. Go on Facebook. Head to our discussion page, Hysteria Nation, and tell us what you think. Also, do you like this show? Do you hate this show? Either way, review us right now. Seriously, we'll wait. That's enough time. (laughs) That's all you needed. Hit up that Apple podcast app or your iTunes. Leave a rating and a review. It really does help. I mean, it really does. That's how people discover us. We literally get featured more in the app. Absolutely. Hate to sound like we're begging, but it really, really helps. You can do anything. It's free. Absolutely. Hop on there. Give us a rating and a review and actually write the review. On top of just giving it the mandatory five stars in the review. Tell us what you think about us. Tell us what you think (laughs) about conspiracy bot. And he may or may not send you a a package of poison (laughs) or a picture of his package. Either way, which is a poison package. Spoiler alert is a computer with huge hardware. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Special thanks to a few shows out there for all they do. The social media love they give us the secret transmission pod. We love Love you guys at Secret Trans Pod. UFO Bros TV. It's at UF Zero. Keep that zero. zero. I don't know. Bros TV. I, I honestly think this is the only show that I've heard that used more sound drops than we do. Yeah, well done. Also, Rick Mancrush. I'm sure that's his Christian name. Not to be confused with Dorothy Mantooth, who's a saint. <laughs> She is a saint from the Poop Culture podcast. Uh, Rick is at Rick Man Crush and Poop Culture is at Poop Culture. So it's not just a clever name. It is not. And as <laughs> always, we want to say a special thanks to Kyle Andrews over at the Geek Yogurt podcast. Kyle's a big supporter of the show. He's at Archer's Knock and the Geek Yogurt podcast is at Yogurt Podcast. Also, one more big thank you to TX Files for helping us with this episode. Being guinea pigs and letting us interview them and letting us know that we're not the only skeptics in this and field. On Twitter, they are at TX underscore files. That is right. All right. Also, make sure and check out the podcast, The Twisted Ten. Those guys do a, a unique top ten each week. It's really good stuff. 
often they'll have special guests. They've had folks like Kevin Allison. I think I mentioned this last Fucking week. Fucking A, the state. Yeah, love the state. Uh, comedian Dan Cummins. And you know what? They also had another group of people, and that was... Who, who, who? Tell me. Tell me. Hysteria 51. Uh, I was hoping it was ABBA. As you're listening... <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> no dancing queens for us. As you're listening to this, that episode is already out. And I'll, I'll tell you this. When you go listen, they really had no idea what they were in for. They made a mistake. No, we had a blast. Thank you guys for having no, us we, on. We really did. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy it. I command you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our social media, Brent, it's Twitter at Hysteria51pod facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod also the new ish discussion page i mentioned before hysteria nation hop on facebook and search hysteria nation also don't forget if you want to give us a call 773-669-7277 again 773-669-7277 leave us a voicemail we'll play it we promise we will play it if you can't remember any of that stuff, you forgot it. Where do they go, John? One place and one place only. That's Hysteria51.com. So there you have it, folks. With that said, that is our take on the Aurora UFO crash, or as someone much, much smarter, or maybe just older than us said, Texas's Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Don't Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.